Morning. Sorry for delay, I'm, I'm multitasking. Men can do it. It's a lie of the woman. No. <laughs> um, okay. Um, we went away to uh, House of the Open Door, HOD, um, about four, well, it was four weeks ago. Uh, and we said that we'd uh, feed back uh, to the wider church as to what we'd, uh, what had happened then as we'd processed it. Well, to be honest, we're still kind of processing it. Uh, what we covered that weekend. Um, but we know that some people uh, asked well, what's the update? What what can what what's God saying? What's what's happening? And it's important that we don't leave things too long as well. So the question most people have got, obviously, is who is taking over from Jonathan? And the answer is, at the moment, we don't know. We believe God spoke to us about the church while we we're away, but there wasn't a clear word from God specifically about the leadership of the church. Now, I acknowledge for some people that will come as a frustration. And some are thinking this is another update to say there is no update. But please be patient. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. And consider the backstory to this rather than just the headlines. Because if God's trying to get our attention, if he's led us into the wilderness... If he's behind some of the mess that we're in, and we are looking at our role in that too, but if God's led us to this point, should we be surprised if he makes us wait rather than say, here's your leader, get on with it? Perhaps as important, if not more important than who leads the church, is how the church is led moving forward. That we don't rely on our own understandings, we don't rely on our own experiences. We don't allow ourselves to be driven by our anxieties or our own wants, but rather we seek God's plan for this church, for his church, for the bride of Christ, and we need God's solution on this and not man's. We've had words telling us to slow down, hit the pause button, rather than trying to work out the best solution we can as quickly as possible so the program of the church can continue with as little disruption as possible. We did that with Jonathan, and if this is all part of God's plan, we are to continue doing that now. However uncomfortable that makes us feel. So in the absence of a definitive word from God about the leadership, we are working through the immediate practical issues as a team and continuing to seek him. So if that's what God didn't say, what did he? Well, I spoke on Palm Sunday about, well, from Hosea chapter 2, which was given to me while we were away. Uh, and we agree uh, that we need to spend some time looking into that and working through it as a, as a church as a whole. Rose is preaching next Sunday and we'll be bringing what God said to her about this. So don't miss it. God spoke to us about our identity. And, you know, it may feel that we've been asked to identify as John Price's church or Jonathan Bentley's church. But we are to be his church. And we need to know what that looks like. In that, we're continuing to reconnect with John and Jonathan, as that, again, is something clearly that God's told us to do and is requiring from us. So don't doubt for one second that God's speaking to us as individuals on the core team, as a core team, 
and he's speaking to people here as well. What we have to do is recognise the good ideas from the God ideas. And that may sound glib, but we can have good ideas that, that won't prosper. There are different views on the core team as to how the church should be led. And that's challenging. But even in that, God seems to be bringing us to common ground and establishing a way forward in that. So, we continue to pray for us all as a team that we may learn to discern the mind of Christ in this. Pray for us to be sustained, for energy, for health. And if you receive a word from God, please come and share it so that it can be explored, it can be weighed up and move forward. Please don't bring your opinions because we've got more than enough of those already. And this morning, if you're feeling a bit lost, you feel as though you're drifting or the church is drifting, can I just read a couple of passages from the Bible? You'll know them well. Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. And Matthew twenty-eight sixteen to 20. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we continue under that instruction, don't we? There's a quarter of a million people in this borough who can't wait for us to be happy or content with our situation. Preaching the gospel, being living examples of the love of Jesus is not something that we pause on. That continues. He's always with us. He's for us. He hasn't abandoned us and he won't abandon us. Should we just pray? Father, even in the howling wind and the greatest storm, your still small voice will, will speak through. And Lord, as we seek you as to where you would be leading us, as to what your plans are for your church, I just pray that we just have that clarity, that we just hear so clearly from you, that we know that we're still loved, that we're still sustained, we're still carried. And Lord, I just pray for those people who understandably are desperate to, to see things get better, if I can say it that way, that you'll just come alongside and be their comfort. Some people can live in a, a state of, of chaos and change, and for others it's really disturbing. But I just pray that they know that you are their comfort, that you're still with us. Amen.